0: Hello and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean kumir your host, joined as always by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman. We have a great show for you. As a reminder, you can watch this entire show, along with all the visuals that go along with it, at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. You can participate, join the community, leave a comment, do all of that stuff on YouTube, or continue listening here. On this week's show, We talk about a huge decline in satisfaction in Vegas casinos. What will that mean for the future? And what will future Vegas casinos look like? Plus, Resorts World gets its very own stop on the Vegas Loop. Find out when that's gonna open. A rumored new casino could be coming to the center strip by Golden Nuggets owner. El Cortez is going 21 and over. Formula One is all but confirmed for the Las Vegas Strip and Caesars has created a new status. Find out what that is. Before we get into the show, you can find all of our Vegas content, our podcasts, videos, and posts at mtmvegas.com. Thanks so much for listening. Let's hit it. So Mark, did you see this crazy pizza, meatball, spaghetti thing? Uh, That uh, Amano Las Vegas has. It's at first, you're kind of this is kind of cool, right? You got a small pizza, you're stuffing spaghetti and meatballs inside. But what the result is really doesn't look very good, I don't think.
1: Yeah, they should probably get arrested for, you know, costing that pizza. I don't know. Yeah, when they first started putting like spaghetti in, I was like, oh, okay, maybe this will be something unique where you put it in and then it's like a, a calzone with spaghetti in the middle. And then they kept putting stuff and then. When they poured that slop on top, I was like, "How do you, how do you even eat it? Even if you thought it looked good, which it doesn't, It looks like somebody barfed on a pizza. But if you thought it looked good, how do you even get into eating that? It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen."
0: And I think this is sort of backfired for them because I think that they wanted this out there, you know, for social media buzz. There's all these weird food items that we see on like TikTok and stuff, and it seems like the reaction to this is largely negative. And uh, maybe they need to go back to the drawing board and figure this. Uh, this out again because, yeah, it doesn't look good at all. All right, Mark, let's get into the show. We have a lot to talk about this week. Let's start with the decline in satisfaction. Uh, we talk about this fairly often, all the cutbacks and stuff like that, but Oliver Lovat did you know a paper, a study sort of looking at uh, Las Vegas and the loyalty schemes and what it's going to take and how Las Vegas is going to evolve for the next generation. I'm going to put a link in the description to his whole paper. There's a lot of crazy information in here, really good stuff, but we're going to focus on Of his takeaways. The first thing is that he says he kind of points out the different eras of Las Vegas and how Las Vegas reinvented itself for each generation of adults. Like, for instance, the early Las Vegas of the 50s and 60s was really those uh, post depression, you know, adults, things like that. Then the sort of reinvention with all the mega resorts happened for the baby boomer generation when they were kind of in adulthood. And uh, then we saw sort of a reinvention in the mid 2000s with things like Cosmo and Aria for. The millennial or maybe Gen X crowd. And now we're going to see for the Gen Z this sort of new reinvention as we get new properties in Las Vegas. I thought that was interesting. Or in corporate.
1: Or in car- yeah. <laughs> corporate
0: is the new, the new thing. Maybe not, but I had never thought about that. And when you really look at the different eras of properties, it really is true how they all were very different from each other, including like the Cosmos and Arias of this most recent generation. And I guess Resorts World would be the first of the next one. And maybe that's a little bit uh, struggling, but. Uh, the other thing he talked about was really how satisfaction has gone down. And one stat he mentioned in his conclusion was that the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority, when they're measuring, uh, you know, satisfaction and they're interviewing people, a couple of years ago, satisfaction was about 90% when people visited Las Vegas. Right now, it's 70%. So it's a 20% drop, like 8 million people a year not happy with their visit to Las Vegas.
1: Which isn't surprising, you know, the just what you used to get two years ago in terms of, Experience just isn't there, and you know they're having issue with staffing, clean rooms, getting just a, a reservation at a restaurant is terrible. You can't walk in anywhere anymore, and it's long waits uh, for food and, and stuff. So everything is just it's difficult. It, you have to really love Vegas to really to go and still say it's a good experience. I think, which is different from in the past. People would just go and walk the strip and have a good time, find out where they want to go as they're walking and stuff. And you have to basically like plan ahead now which kind of changes the whole the whole thing about vegas was 24/7 do whatever you want whenever you want and now it's like no you can only do it when it's convenient and then you know your your whole situation your room might not be that great might look a little beat up might not be uh clean the best so they've been cutting corners and and but they're still getting
0: the revenue so i think they'll do this until it it really you know turns and they can't fix it it is crazy to see it laid out like that though you know 90% down to 70% and what that actually means in terms of numbers and I've talked about this a lot lately with like Disney, and they've had a lot of similar issues where they've cut back a lot. They're charging more money, and it uh, seems like satisfaction is through the toilet. And the question isn't if people will come in a year or two, it's if that next generation of people will fall in love with Las Vegas or Disney or any of these like major areas that are cutting back. You know, w- when the satisfaction is down like that, those people are not going to come back for return trips. It's not going to become part of their DNA. And we know Las Vegas really is about that person who comes, falls in love with it, does multiple trips, you know, comes once a year, many times a year. That's really the bread and butter of Las Vegas. And I wonder if this really is going to affect those types of people. You're going to have less return visits, less often. And uh, it seems like the data backs that up, at least uh, through this paper that he wrote.
1: Yeah, some other uh, interesting things I thought I saw, you know, that, that ARIA is ranked really highly you know, across the age groups. And I found that kind of surprising. Like it was top ranked in, in terms of satisfaction and stuff and where people stayed most often. And I've, I'm not impressed. Like with that, that the whole setup there, the hotel is not great. The casino is decent, but I was just surprised how well it ranked uh, Mirage ranked really well for younger crowd, which is kind of interesting. Cause that kind of would, was bringing people into the MGM ecosystem and now they're getting rid of it. So I wonder how that will affect them in the future. You know, this was kind of like the rampway into MGM. And as they got older and made more money, they can go to Aria or Bellagio and stuff. But So they're losing that access point with the sale. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, I would figure even like for higher end stays, wind didn't rank as highly as I would have imagined. So I don't know if people still think it's too pricey or what's going on there. But it it, it has a lot of interesting stuff. So definitely check it out.
0: Yeah, tons of uh, really interesting information. You could probably spend half a day going through the, all the data and, and crunching it, but it's a lot of fascinating things. Another thing, another takeaway was how important location is to people. And that's certainly going to be driving a lot of decisions coming uh, forth with uh, casino developments and stuff like that. So definitely check it out. We'll put a link in the description. Now, another good story this week, Mark, is Resorts World has finally announced that their loop station on the Vegas Loop, their Tesla tunnel, has been finished and now it's going to open next month in time for the National Association of Broadcasters Convention, which I believe starts April 23rd. So uh, that's the first expansion to the Vegas Loop, which I believe is supposed to be 29 miles and 51 stations by the time it's all done. This would be the fourth station. So uh, it's really good. And did you see also, speaking of Resorts World, they had a Rick and Morty pop up this week, where with partnering with Wendy's, where they had all kinds of free food and crazy Rick and Morty stuff. It's already over, so I didn't make it as a main story this week, but it looked really cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you're struggling as a hotel, bring in some free Wendy's and just shove it in people's faces. There you go. There's- hey, they had pickle frosties. Okay, pickle flavored frosties. Come on, you know that's good. Uh, that's that's different. Yeah, um, yeah. That, I think this is a, a good, good win for a Resorts World. You know, a lot of people as conventions pick up will stay there just for that ease of getting back and forth, especially with how hard it is to get an Uber or Lyft, and it's only going to get worse with gas prices high. So. I think this is going to be a big uh, boon for them, and it'll, it will last as long as till the tunnel makes it to other places. But it will be interesting to see how how it rolls out. Do they have as many issues as they did when they were just doing it at the convention center? I imagine they will. Um,
0: you know, so we'll see how it plays out. But it will be good for resource World for sure. And in other news, with that, the Westgate is also going to get their extension that got approved, and apparently it's gonna sort of cut into the tunnel that goes to Resorts World. 12 people. (laughs) No, I mean, it's good for all these (laughs) hotels. They Previously, had announced that Encore was getting a tunnel, although I haven't heard any update on that, but it's really good for these resort hotel or these convention center hotels. It makes it a much better experience. For instance, staying at Resorts World, being able to take the Tesla, get into the convention center in five minutes as opposed to having to deal with a taxi or walk, which would take, you know, 20, 25 minutes, depending on which hall you're going to. So, Yeah, I think it's really good and it's going to slowly expand, which should allow them hopefully to figure out some of the logistics. Because we've talked about, there are a lot of challenges. Uh, We do have a whole video on the channel about the Vegas Loop and all the stations and what it looks like to ride it and everything you want to know. So check that out uh, if you want to know more about the experience. But hopefully we'll get over there to see when they open the Resorts World Loop. And I'm really sad I missed that Rick and Morty pop-up. They had really cool you know, visuals going on all the screens and free Wendy's food. And like I said, that pickle frosty, which I don't know if I could have gotten myself to eat, but uh, yeah. So check out that. I'll put some TikTok video up or something so people can see what it looked like, but sorry that we missed it and that we didn't know about it to let you guys know. So we failed on that one, Mark. Yeah. uh, Pickle frosty. Rest in peace. (laughs) (laughs) It's gone forever. All right. So another big story we had kind of hinted and a friend of mine had told me that, look to that corner of Harmon and Las Vegas Boulevard where the old Harley Davidson is, that Tex-Mex Cantina has been the most recent thing there, that that land over there was ripe for a casino development. And, you know, we had talked about it a couple of times on the show, I think even a few weeks ago, that that possibly could happen, uh, consolidating some parking lots and stuff like that. Well, there's a rumor. Now, this comes from Vital Vegas, so, uh, you know, sometimes those rumors come Let's out. put that grain they of don't. salt in there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. But he seems to be really excited about it. Um, that Tillman Fertitta, who is the owner of Landry's and Golden Nugget and uh, all those brands, uh, was going to build a new ground-up casino on 7.8 acres, including that lot where the Tex-Mex Cantina is and some adjacent parking lots. Now, I think Cosmo sits on just under nine acres, so it's certainly possible to put a, a fairly robust development on that small of a piece of land. Um, but yeah, it's going to... Apparently not be branded to Golden Nugget, have a different brand, um, and uh, yeah, it should uh, have strip frontage, and the location is incredible right across from Cosmo, so if he can pull this off, he has uh, a lot of experience with Golden Nugget running casinos. This is kind of exciting. Another new player possibly coming to the strip.
1: Yeah, I've always liked the design of the Golden Nugget um, downtown on Fremont Street, and they do, they're doing that on a small, you know, when he took it over, they're doing it on a small a lot of land and they still made it interesting and unique and something to go check out for sure with a pool with a a water slide going through a shark tank and stuff so i'm sure that they'll bring something unique and and cool to it so i'm i hope it works out like that you know i hope that this is true it's a you know not just a made-up rumor but if it is i think that would be great uh we'll have something new that's not mgm or caesars which is big and then you can also tie it in you know that they do have gold nuggets other places so it's not like a one-off where you're just stuck at that property, you, you will have other options with the players club. So it'd be kind of cool. I'm surprised they're not sticking with the golden nugget name, maybe because it would be two in the same city and that that's a bit much, but you know, that's a brand that's built up in a uh, gambler's mind. So, but I'm looking
0: forward to it. Yeah. Vital Vegas. Uh, he does mention that uh, Fertita owns a very high end five-star hotel, I think in Houston, uh, I forget the name of it, but maybe perhaps that would be the branding that they would use. You make a good point. They did a great job with Golden Nugget, revitalizing all of those properties, uh, I think to the one in Atlantic City, which used to be the Trump Marina, which was the worst property in all of Atlantic City, just hadn't been updated since like the 80s, and when you go there now, you, would know that, you wouldn't know that it was never a Golden Nugget. They did a really good job, and all of those properties are pretty high-end, they're very nice, and they have a lot of cohesion between them, so when you're going from one property to the other, uh, you feel good. And yeah, they should have a players club that'll work downtown. And on the Strip, the new property, I think it's great if you can pull it off. And uh, we do know that the Tex-Mex Cantina closed, so that is vacant now. So it's just a matter of uh, putting all the pieces together. So we'll keep an eye on that and let you guys know. But, hey, again, we're getting more players. This is really good. The end of the MGM Caesars duopoly, I think, is upon us. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. All right. So speaking Circa, of Circa, t- come
1: to the Strip. Circa,
0: come round down. down. Yeah, come on, Derek Stevens. We need you uh, to figure out a place to build a casino. All right, so El Cortez downtown, and speaking of Circa, Circa really put that 21 and over vibe in downtown, you know, blocking out kids. Kids can only go to like one of the restaurants, not allowed inside. They check ID. El Cortez on Fremont East is copying them. And April 1st, they're going to require all guests 21 and over to show ID to get in. And then eventually they're going to implement a phase two where even the food and beverage outlets are only allowed for adults. And I think this is a good idea. El Cortez is really an adult sort of casino. There's not a lot there for kids to do. So why not just uh, block those kiddos?
1: They, they could have made it like 40 and it would have probably been fine. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be 40 and up to get in. Uh, yeah, but they give away that free ice cream. so 65-year-old what, what, what grannies <laughs> and up.
0: <out there. laughs> it would have been fine.
1: What are they going to do with uh, the free bunny ice cream they give away if you fly in and go some random promo? It's the most random Vegas promo ever. But um, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I don't think that a lot of kids were hanging around the thing anyway. So I guess this gets the name in the news and uh, brings a little more light onto the property. And, you know, the dining options, I d- I've never been overly impressed with the dining options. So I don't think you're losing a lot there if you have a family that you're like, oh, shucks, can't, can't bring them in there. There, I did go to the steakhouse
0: once and they made me take my hat off, which I thought was a little bit strange, but. <laughs> I miss the old steakhouse. They used to have a steakhouse there called The Flame, which was really, really good. And uh, yeah, we really loved that. I haven't been to the new steakhouse there, but yeah, it's a good vibe for that property. It's right on Fremont East. So there's a lot of like bars and clubs and stuff around there. And there's not a lot of stuff for kids to do there. So uh, I think it's probably a good move. They probably looked and saw that they weren't having a lot of children. They can market this and to kind of. Piggybacking on what Circa did. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see more of that coming to downtown or to Las Vegas in general. I think on the strip, right, Cromwell is the only one that's 21 and over right now.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, something going back to the earlier segment, an interesting thing is I figured, you know, Fremont being a little bit cheaper, lower end would be where, you know, a younger demographic goes. And it shows that, like, from the 21 to 30 age, it was, you know, 5% of the people on Fremont Street, where I think they're like eight or nine percent on the strip so that's not really playing out it's really actually the older people going to fremont street the 51 and above um which is probably you know a throwback and stuff so el cortez is already in
0: that that wheelhouse so this does make make a lot of sense for them i never see the 50 and over crowd on fremont i just see the the rowdy they're
1: all at the el cortez playing you yeah. <laughs> except for Kino yeah, exactly they're
0: all away. inside the casino's actually gambling <laughs> where all the maniac younger people are out on yeah Fremont Street Party. Maybe, maybe that's where the disconnect is, because when you go walk Fremont, it's all young people,
1: but maybe it's just they're not staying there. They're just going there to, to hang out and party on, on the uh, street and not staying in the hotels or gambling and stuff, because I, I thought for sure it
0: would sway the other way. Yeah, same. So that's interesting. All right, so moving on, we covered the rumor that there would be a Formula One race coming to Las Vegas, and now Review Journal's reporting that it's imminent, that there will be an announcement. The earliest the race could happen is 2023, because all of the races for this year are already set, and supposedly it will be a flagship race for Formula One, meaning that it's going to be a yearly thing. Uh, of course, in the early 80s, we talked, Caesars Palace had a uh, Formula One race in 81 and 82, the year I was born, uh, in the parking lot, which basically is on the land you know, where the forum shops are now in Mirage. They had a Formula One race there, but uh, they're going to take up some of the strip, and uh should be a a iconic location and apparently it is imminent. This is going to happen. And uh, this is the review journal reporting it. So I take a little bit more uh, credit with that. So yeah, are you excited for that? I I think it's another uh, incredible thing that's going to happen. I'm excited for it.
1: Yeah. It just goes to show like, you know, back in the day, big, huge parking lots and, and so spread out between properties and everything. And now they're knocking down buildings just to build new stuff. So that's kind of crazy to see how it's changed, but yeah, I think this is it will be really cool, really unique experience. I definitely will not go because I can only <laughs> imagine how horrible the traffic will be with this, and how hard it will be to get around. And maybe the tunnels will be done by then. That will help. Uh, you know, if they if they push this out a little bit, uh, then maybe you know consider it. But I just feel like this is going to be a real cluster, man. It's gonna
0: it's going I'll watch it on TV. One of the things they mentioned in the article is that Formula One likes the fact that there's so many pedestrian bridges. So that they can use those as like viewing platforms and it'll save them having to build platforms and stuff like that, which is interesting because when I was in Macau for their Grand Prix race, they blocked out views from all of the pedestrian bridges because there's a lot of pedestrian bridges in Macau and they put up like wood paneling so you couldn't see the race so that you had to pay for a ticket to go (laughs) to the grandstands. And I was only there during uh, practicing, but yeah, so it was super weird to walk through these pedestrian bridges that look like tunnels because they had blocked all the views out you know you try to look through a crack and uh, yeah, so it's interesting maybe they'll find a way to uh, to get it all to work to work well, but uh, yeah, I think it's uh, another sign Vegas is coming in. We saw this week the A's said that they've made an offer on a fifth piece of land as well, so in the sports realm, things are uh, are heating up. I think the a's had a didn't they have something happen in Oakland where they declined to move forward with uh, with some aspect of the project there It was a setback for them, so they said we now have a fifth piece of land we're trying to get in Las Vegas. So we'll see if that happens. I'm still skeptical gonna, of the A's.
1: I'm just going to randomly buy land to try to get Oakland to up their price and give me something better. I feel like that's all they're doing. Um, but yeah, the dollar water guy that stands on the overpass and sells you out of the cooler, it's going to be like three bucks for that rate. So, you know,
0: yeah, plan accordingly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. We'll keep everybody updated on, on official news on that. And finally... Uh, Last week, we talked about how Caesars had downgraded a lot of members who had done a match through Wyndham. And uh, it was really, you know, a very frustrating thing to happen. They actually downgraded people without letting them know, but then later emailed some people. And a lot of people are upset about that. But on the flip side, they also added a status now called Caesars Salute for military members, active duty military, members of the Army National Guard and Air National Guard, Army Reserve, Navy Reserve, Marine Corps Reserve, all veterans. And it comes with a, a decent suite of benefits. So uh, I think uh, we should give them credit for that. Kind of cool.
1: Yeah, definitely something to check out if you uh, fit into that criteria. And also a reminder for credit cards, you can usually get your annual fees waived if you're active military. Uh, you know, Especially American Express, like the Amex Platinum, which is a $700 card. You can get it waived but still get all the perks and everything. So we have articles about that on the site. Check that out as well. But yeah, take advantage of everything you can. You serve for the country. You know, you're putting yourself out there on the line. So definitely take advantage of it everywhere you can.
0: Yeah. And this status comes with free self and valet parking, special pricing at restaurants. So I guess maybe a a military discount, pre-sale access for shows, uh, discounts at gift shops. So some of the sort of base level stuff that you get with lower tier status. It does also say a complimentary stay at Atlantis. So that's interesting. I'm not sure. I haven't seen exactly what that gets you, but uh, also that you can match to Wyndham through their partnership. And as a reminder too, I believe MGM still gets Pearl status to veterans and military as well. So that gets you free parking on the MGM side. So uh free parking in Vegas, at least if you're a veteran or in the military. And I know that'll make Tha- a difference for, for a some thousand people. people are enlisting right now, just for the Vegas perks. Yeah. I do think Caesars is brilliant in creating a separate status, right? And the card is very patriotic with the American yeah, flag, cool which card. looks it looks really cool. Yeah. So I feel like they they're making being very smart about this, but also well deserved for everybody who has served and uh glad to see that they're able to get some benefits in Vegas and a good point on the credit cards. Uh, there's uh, definitely uh, a lot of benefits for active duty military on the credit card front, you know, getting those annual fees waived and, uh, and whatnot. So I believe we have an article on the website. I'll try to, to find a link to put in the description on that. And uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it for this week. Mark, uh, I'm still traveling, as you can see. I got a popcorn maker behind me sitting in the basement of our friend's house and I'll continue to, to travel. Heading up to Seattle and uh, places beyond. We'll see if I stop at any more casinos along the way. May hit Reno on the way back. So uh, we'll keep you guys updated on any casino-related things that I do along the way. And uh, you can also hear other things I do along the way on our MTM podcast, our Miles and Travel Points podcast. You can find that at mtmpodcast.com or just search Miles to Memories podcast in any podcast app. And for this show, we'd love if you subscribe to the channel, leave a comment, smash the thumbs up, Tell us how much you love us tell us how much you hate us any of that stuff works we really appreciate everybody who interacts with us and watches the show every single week thanks so much for watching talk to you next time see you next time